Please pray with me. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. The truth of Christianity, the good news of the gospel, doesn't concern mere abstractions. It isn't primarily about philosophical propositions or speculations. Um, the gospel doesn't consist of four noble truths or uh, seven propositions about reality uh, that, that's universally uh, accessible by, by human reason. No, at its heart, it's about concrete historical events and individuals. And this is often a scandal for people. Um, surely, we're not meant to take these stories literally, they say. Rather, we should extract from these fanciful stories some practical principles for improving ourselves and, and the world. Now, I believe that there are um, moral exhortations that we can draw from the Gospels. Um, there are spiritual truths that can be discerned from the Gospels. And I'm all for reading the Gospels in a responsible way. Um, we should absolutely ask, why is it that the author tells the story in this way? And yes, it, uh, sometimes exact factual historical precision as we would, would have it takes a back seat to theological proclamation. But, but the Gospels are not meant to be read primarily or merely as allegory or as myth or fiction, but as histories, as biographies. These volumes concern a man who actually lived, a flesh and blood man who was born of the Virgin Mary, who suffered under Pontius Pilate, who died and was buried, who was raised from the dead three days later, who left an empty tomb and was seen alive by witnesses, who was carried into heaven, who ascended into heaven. St. John is emphatic that he and the other apostles are not telling clever myths or writing spiritual fiction. He says, we declare to you what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. This life was revealed. His words here echo the beginning of the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word, the one from whom all things came, the truth, the light, 
and the life of men. This word became flesh, dwelt among us. He became a man. We beheld his glory, he says. We saw him. He spoke with us. We ate with him. We drank with him. The gospel is about a real man who really died and really rose from the dead. And everything depends on that fact. If Christ is not raised, Paul says, we, the apostles, are men most of all to be pitied. And because the gospel proclamation involves things that really happened, historical events, it's necessary that it be based on actual eyewitness testimony. This is what it means to be an apostle. Someone who has seen the risen Christ and is sent out with a testimony of the good news. An apostle is someone who has seen the resurrected Christ. That's why we don't have apostles today. We have the successors of the apostles. We have the, the bishops. We have priests. We have deacons. But we don't have apostles because apostles are those who have seen the risen Christ in the flesh. Because Christ is raised, we know that death has been conquered and our sins have been paid for. And the apostles share what they have seen in order that we might believe and put our faith in Christ. All the apostles saw the risen Christ and received from him their commission. They were sent. According to St. John, however, there was one apostle who was initially absent from these appearances, St. Thomas. When he heard the reports of his friends, initially he would not accept them. The psychologist and Episcopal priest John A. Sanford wrote this about Thomas in his commentary on the Gospel of John. He said, Thomas appears to be what is called in Jungian psychology a sensation type. According to Jung's typology, certain people are strongly oriented to outer physical reality and facts, and so they are called sensation types. Uh, they are contrasted with intuitive types who perceive what is real through intuitive process. You've probably heard of the Myers-Briggs uh, typology. Um, and in keeping with his type, Thomas said, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. Jesus condescends to this request. Not only does he wants Thomas to believe, but he wants Thomas, like the other disciples, to see for himself as well with his very own eyes. We shouldn't be too hard on Thomas for his initial skepticism. Because when he does see, not only does he believe wholeheartedly, but he confesses most clearly and unambiguously the truth of who Jesus is 
the most explicit statement of Jesus' divinity from someone in the whole New Testament, really. He says, my Lord and my God. This gives Jesus the opportunity to utter the words that John clearly records for our benefit. He says, you believe because you can see me. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And that's us. Unlike the apostles, we have not seen Jesus. We cannot know him after the flesh as they did. We cannot handle his resurrected body as St. Thomas had the opportunity to do. We do not see him yet. We are given the gift of believing in him. And not everyone has the gift. Um, belief doesn't come easy to everyone. Some people are a skeptical type. They naturally want solid and persuasive reasons for accepting something is true. And this can be a good thing, right? If it pushes us to honestly seek out the truth, to investigate, to explore, to um, do our research, to look at the facts of the case. Those who seek Christ, he promises to reveal himself to them. Those who seek him honestly. He gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit through which we behold him and feel him, not by sight, but by faith. Jesus revealed himself to Thomas because he wanted him to believe. Because he chose him as an apostle, he appeared to him in the flesh. If Christ has made himself known to you by the gift of faith, it means that he has chosen you also. You believe in order that you can be his messenger, so that he can send you out to testify of him. So not only did Thomas testify when he saw Christ, my Lord and my God, but he also brought the good news east. Right? Tradition tells us that uh, St. Thomas carried the message of the gospel east to Syria and, and to uh, India. And to this day, there are Christian communities in that part of the world that trace their origins to St. Thomas the Apostle. He believed he brought the message of the resurrection, the good news of the gospel, to those who had not yet heard it, who had not seen, but believed. So where is it that your testimony will take you? Who will you share the good news of the resurrection, our Easter joy with? Because if he's given you the gift of faith, he's called you and he's sent you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost.